What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Oh, and I forgot to preemptively tell you, but we got to say this together. Three, two, one. Booger! Thank you, Johnny Fever, Howard Hessman himself. Uh, rest in peace, brother. But I got to say that, but Booger! <laughs> and I remember, because that was the very first episode, and he talked about he got fired from right. a radio station for saying Booger on the air. And they were doing a classical music, and then That's suddenly... Right. Uh, was it Andy came in and handed a bunch of rock and roll records? So we're changing format. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, "Can I say?" It? He goes, "And you can say booger if you like." <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Oh, and one more thing, baby, is booger. booger. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. got every episode. Not a shock. Not a shock. Yeah, not a shock. <laughs> that was a great old show. But of course, I was going to remember him also for head of the class. Head of the class. Was the original teacher before. He was- uh, Billy Connolly took over. He was on a lot of things. You yeah, know, there's an old TV movie about, uh, oh, um, can't think of his name right now. Well, I need to preview the show before the music stops. Oh, go ahead. So we got all kinds of stuff going on today. Of course, we're going to continue talking about the Book of Boba Fett, but there's a brand new Fraggle Rock series that just launched on Apple Plus or Apple TV. Yes. And I've seen one episode. Haven't got to watch it. And so I'm going to talk about that. We also got some movie reviews, including uh, Home Team. It's a new series I caught that I wasn't expecting to watch, which is also how Home Team came around. We're also going to talk about the classic Fraggle Rock from the 80s today, along with tons of movie trailers, because holy cannoli, there was a lot, including right in the middle of the, you know, halftime there for the AFC Championship game, we got a look at the Netflix series, I think it's, no, it's Paramount Plus series, Halo, based of course mm-hmm. off the Bungie, and I want to make sure I point out say Bungie, because there was something that happened today. Bungie created Halo, Halo mm-hmm. and Microsoft released it, and I think uh, Microsoft still has the rights to it, but... Um, I, I kind of wonder what, you know, we'll have to talk about that when we get to it, because I'm sure I've got the news, all the stuff is going, of course, I may have spoke about it, Leah, I spoke about it last week, uh, that, you know, with Microsoft buying Activision slash Blizzard, and all, you know, I don't, they, they haven't said if they're going to make any games exclusive, but that will include Call of Duty, uh, I mean, lots of stuff that's Activision uh, right now. Now, uh, and I'll just go ahead, because I don't think I put it in the news, because it just, it just happened today. Sony announced that they've purchased Bungie. Good. But now, but some people wonder, was this a revenge thing? No, this, you know, these these purchases take a long time to develop. Sure. So this has been in the works for a while. We just found out it was officially announced today that, you know, we're buying Bungie. Now, they also said, though, it's like, just because we're buying Bungie does not mean, because they're also the makers of the Destiny games, and, uh, of course, you know, the original creators of Halo, but I think Halo's been taken away from them. I'm not entirely sure. I don't pay attention. Um... But they said, oh, well, we're going to not be making an exclusive because we like the idea you make more money if you sell your games to more 
companies sure. or to more, uh, on more systems, more platforms. And uh, they also said they don't really want to interfere with Bungie's day to day. They just now yeah. they have a big backing company from Japan, you know. <laughs> so now I don't know how the other situation is going to be with the. I know a lot of people are worried about there going to be any more Call of Duty on PlayStation and all that. I, it, in my personal opinion, they don't take this as professional opinion, but yeah. my personal opinion, I think it'd be foolish. It would be. Yeah, not to have Call of Duty on all on PlayStation, all that all stuff. All platforms. Yeah, yeah, because you would lose millions. Lose a lot of sales. Yeah, billions, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are occasionally, there are exclusive games. You know, yeah. uh, Sony, of course, having all the rights to Spider-Man, so those Spider-Man games have been exclusive. Yeah. Uh, also, that Avengers game, you can have Spider-Man as a downloadable character only on the PlayStation. Yeah. So, and a Final Fantasy VII remake, I have not heard about it coming on to Xbox, but I know they finally released it on PC. Uh, that was, you know, I was Square, I think, worked out a deal with Sony or something to slowly That's bring it That's the of so. the character, and so I can understand that, but, but at the same time, I still thought, man, if it were me, just me personally, I'd be wanting to make the most money I possibly yeah. could. Heck, there's a lot of... Uh, I'm going to sidetrack. Well, you know, let's we'll talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Uh, I'll do that before we go. What we've been watching, because one of the things I played this week. Now, uh, this is kind of funny. I think I told you about this. So my plan going into January and and part of the resolution is we were we got our written budget back because I'm working full time again and I'm allowed $50 every two weeks. Every time I get paid, I'm allowed $50 of fun money to put into a, a savings account of my own. And I have still every intention of saving that up to get a PS5, and I wanted to get it by this summer. Well, I made the mistake when I got paid this week of going on. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm curious. They have a sale going on uh, on uh, oh, the PlayStation Store. No. <laughs> and so, of course, the first thing I end up seeing, I see that Jurassic Park Evolution uh, I can get for less than $12. But then it's $20. $20 got me the expansion pack on there that allows me to play on Isla Nublar. And, and oh, do yes. the original Jurassic Park and fix that park up. That's the best part. So, you know, I had to do that. And it's because, you know, it's got all the original characters. Uh, but then I also saw Diablo 3, the PS4 version, which I went ahead and got digitally because I have it on the PS3. And you can transport your save from the PS3 over to the PS4. I thought, well, you know, the problem is, is the PS3 was downstairs in the bedroom. And I don't usually play games in the bedroom. I play up in my game room slash office. So I thought, well, maybe I'll just, you know, if I get it here, then I'll, I'll, I can play it upstairs. Now, the interesting thing about cross-platform is Sony's been really bad about, well, you can cross-platform on our stuff, but you couldn't play cross-platform. like Because I own a copy of Diablo 3 also for the PC because I was playing with some friends. But I never, never at this point ever completed the main story because we were doing like the they have seasons that you play online where you're doing all these different kind of fun things they come up with for you to do. Uh, so I finally got a chance on the PS4. I sat down and played and finished the main story of Diablo three. But the fun part is, is the the version I got on the PS4, the PS3, I had uh, the Reaper of Souls edition, which has one additional story or act five, which is a, a new storyline. And then it also has, a, I guess, a sixth story. Plus, it also has another character class, a necromancer. So I was like, I got the total package on the PS4. So I, you know, I've completed the main story, and then this is where I found, oh, this is what the Reaper of Souls edition means. Because suddenly, a character who matched the cover of the PS3, that this bad guy showed up, 
after I'd already killed Diablo and like defeated him, like, ha I've beaten the mass demon guy. And then the <laughs> Reaper of Souls character showed up and a whole new story started. So I was like, oh, OK. So the the other thing that I decided to end up doing, because I was thinking, you know, Fallout 3, I've owned that game for a long time on the PS3 and I just really haven't sat down on on it. And I figured I really should. Or as I'm calling it, uh, the post-apocalyptic Skyrim, because it really plays the, almost the same as Skyrim, because it's Bethesda now owns uh, that. But I thought, well, you know, if I want to play it, I should bring it upstairs. So I swapped a lot of systems between upstairs and downstairs. My Nintendo Switch is now downstairs. My old Xbox 360 is now downstairs. And all my PlayStation stuff is upstairs in the office so I can sit. And so I've been playing on the PS3. I've been playing on the PS4. I've even went through and uh, I needed to sit down and play some stuff. I've been, I was playing through Resident Evil 5. I'm all the way up to finding Albert Wesker at the end. And I forgot the tricks to beating him. I've looked it up. and uh, I'm going to finish him off eventually. But, you know, I've been just... Planned Jurassic Park Evolution. I played that a bit today and had to restart my island because it, like the Evolution 2, I played over here. I tried it out. Mm -hmm. And it kind of walks you through it. It kind of holds your hand. Yeah. This one didn't. It, it gave me a couple things. So here, you build this and you'll build that. And then it got into a point where it has the science division, the entertainment division, and the security division will give you contracts, basically. And I thought they were like quest givers in a role-playing game. So as soon as they gave me this stuff, I, I got right on it. I thought, oh, let me do that right away bad idea <laughs> so i ended up spending all my money on that type of stuff and i didn't put enough money into getting tourists into yeah, the park i made that mistake the first time i played so i mean i don't have enough tourists i don't have enough income and i'm suddenly stuck and then what happened i'd, I'd never built a ranger station and one of my dinosaurs caught the common cold yeah they died and they was dying and i was like i can't no no so i restarted the island now the weird thing is the contract things were completely different when i recycled so mm -hmm. and I was preparing for like these. Oh, the, oh I'm gonna have to. They're gonna want me to do this, and they're gonna want me to do this. No, they didn't. They want me to do entirely different things. But the interesting thing is the DNA that I had collected because you know the, the evolution two is built post fallen kingdom, and you're going out and catching your dinosaurs. I'm having to make them in a lab. But you have a research team you send out to dig sites to collect ambers and fossils and stuff, where you're trying to collect some of the DNA, and you'll get a little bit of DNA at a time sometimes uh, on your dinosaurs. So I have that going on, uh, but I got smart. Like the for, for, as soon as I got the opportunity, I built a gift shop, I built a fast food, I built the restroom, uh, and then I researched and learned how to build a clothing shop because apparently we didn't know how to build a clothing store, mm -hmm. and I had to research it. Uh, but I've made sure I got tourists in the park, and now I've actually got income, and so now I've got more dinosaurs. Uh, I was able to build a second enclosure where all the carnivores are going to go, because I know better than to put a carnivore in with herbivores, because it'll eat my other dinosaurs. So I'm like, nope, carnivores are going over here. And, of course, you have to build viewing areas for people to come and watch the dinosaurs. And so but I'm, I'm doing pretty good. But a lot of it is hurry up and wait as you're waiting for your income from ticket sales and stuff to come in. So you can buy the next thing, build another building or uh, pay for the research it's going to take or, you know, get enough stuff to incubate another dinosaur. Which the annoying thing is incubating a dinosaur, you may fail. It might not live. And that has to do with usually like your odds are better depending upon how much of the original DNA you have. Yeah. So it pays to send expeditions out to go and find more fossils and get a little bit more DNA until hopefully you get close to 100 percent. And then your your dinosaur is probably going to live to adulthood and you'll be able to put it out on display. <laughs> so but it's, it's pretty cool. And I love when I first kicked it in there to the game, the helicopter flying to the island and dun, 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 yeah. dun, and John Williams. <laughs> Ian Malcolm with the actual voice of Jeff Goldblum coming yeah. in. And saying, "Wow, you, uh, you all people never seem to learn from your mistakes." Because yeah. you say, "Well, this won't be like last time," but there's always a last time, and every time there's a last time, there's a next time. You never learn. 
So it's funny. He always comes in and he's telling you, yeah, well, yeah, there you are. They're playing God again. You're just created life and it's a fully intelligent being. And well, you're just going to wreck it now, aren't you? You know, well, but I should say good for you. You've you've accomplished something. Just always this sarcastic. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's just great. <laughs> the only voice that hasn't come back is Chris Pratt, but he's a super busy guy. So, yeah, yeah, I guess you don't get him. I'm sure he would love to do a video game. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I guess you just don't have that kind of time. He's yeah. so busy. And on the game that I have uh, with that, the guy that they got doesn't sound anything like him. Uh, yeah, I think it's close. the same actor. Yeah, not even close. This so but I was like, oh, sure, it's a picture of Chris Pratt, but it's not Chris Pratt. You not even tell. close. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> so, and I know what you're looking forward to playing. And I did, by the way, I watched a YouTube video mm-hmm. this morning. I'm going to here in a minute. But uh, there's a guy who uh, he got to go to a 2K event and yes. he's, apparently he's been going for a long time. And he was talking about the new WWE 2K22. He says, like, I, he's, he wasn't expecting much. He's like, I was I completely hated the last one. I was expecting garbage. But he says, no, this it's not perfect, but it's good. And he says the, he, he did say also play the tutorial because yes. everything is entirely different and you're not going to know what you're I doing. I saw that uh, a dude do. I saw a man doing that. And I saw another one, a bald filler. I can't remember his name right now. Um I had a lot of tattoos on his arm, and he was surprised that they had him do uh, not only go in there and be involved, but he got to do the commercial for it. So he's the one who takes you through the uh, the place on the commercial. Oh, yeah, I think we played that. Audio. He was he so. was shocked uh, that they had him do that, and he got to meet all these wonderful stars and everything, yeah. and that's awesome. And he I don't give so, a darn about any other WWE stars. At no, this point. but still, that's awesome. I want to create people. Well, and wrestle with them. There's gonna be a lot of legends and stuff too. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, Heck, that's all I use on the on the 19. I enjoy some of the stars, you know. I mean, but I I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to. I was going to. Uh, I, I got paid today, so I intend to tomorrow when I'll be able to. I'll be be ordering my copy. Of course, I'm going to get the NWO edition. And uh, because I have to have, because yeah, you get your pre-order, you get like oh, your entire NWO thing. Yes, yeah. I have to have Hollywood Hogan. Indeed, you do. Of course, absolutely. You do. Yes, and uh, for life, brother. There is a game coming that I, I part of me wants to pre-order pre-order it, but the other part of me wants to wait for the PS5 because it'll look so much better. And we're gonna look at that later on today because we got a few game trailers, and one of them is it's a six-minute-long video that I found of something coming that I'm getting more excited about because it it's surprisingly doesn't play in. I mean, this is a, this is a franchise really. And all, all the games, even when they're doing, I'm going to end up giving it away here, but between doing either Batman or Indiana Jones or star Wars, all these games generally play the same, but not this time they've changed it up. Are we talking Lego? Yes, we are, brother. <laughs> the Skywalker Saga. Oh. They put out a nice little thing that's explaining the new gameplay mechanics. And it's because, uh, you know, before you'd have like the four hearts sure. for characters and you just got to, oh, I did a damage and it takes away a heart. You have like a normal, like a health bar now. And you're actually doing full on like combos and stuff when you're fighting. Wow. Yeah. Mm, that's so, so it's so just basically redoing it then. I mean, like, completely yeah, it's, st- it's doing the, the entire Star Wars Skywalker saga. Ah, from episode one to episode nine, 10. 10, yeah, nine, nine, no, nine, nine yeah, yeah, nine, nine, nine. I get nine. 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 <laughs> no, okay. we won't say that. <laughs> no, no, nine. That's what it is. So, yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that here later coming up. But I'm like, I want it, man. I want it. It's gonna be fun. I love the Lego Star Wars games anyway, but like, they kind of mixed it up. I'm like, no, oh, this looks cool. 
So it won't be just like playing the old games. No, it, that was kind of the beginning of all those Lego type yeah, when games. Yeah, they did that Star Wars. But then it got it, it changed through time. They evolved, if you want to say. Yeah, they added uh, a few. Oh, uh, they evolved. <laughs> oh, and heck, even in, in a, we'll 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 get to this in the trailer. But they've got an, an option you can turn on to turn them from speaking to mumbling. There you go. So they can Legonese. be like the old school. Yeah, uh, uh, Lego found a way. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. All right, but let's go hop over to what have you been watching? And of course, Book of Boba Fett. Okay, now we, I I even mentioned you know last show, and I just had one on last weekend. We uh, I they they I knew it was coming because the music they when uh, Fennec was saying, oh well, we need to get some muscle. The Mandalorian theme starts playing, mm-hmm. so we knew it was coming. And we pretty much got an episode, full episode of the Mandalorian yes, here in this last one. And oh my goodness, it was great. But here, here's what got me super excited. Now, you haven't played this game, Jedi Fallen Order. There's this little droid, BD1, that uh, it, it can, it's small enough to ride I around. Played on a little back. bit of it, yeah. You have played a little bit. Okay, so you've seen BD1 then. Yeah. Yeah. B, uh, there was, it didn't say it was BD1, but there was a BD droid that popped up in there. But like, okay, so now he's got a game appearance of that style of droid. It's got a series appearance. Where's my toy? <laughs> that is like the. Darn near the cutest droid ever. Okay, he's adorable. I love BD One. I want a toy. So now he's been in the series. I, I want my toy. What you want a toy? I want. <laughs> yeah, I want a toy. I want a BD droid toy. Oh my goodness, because I just love it. Uh, but that was, oh, it was such a great episode and really setting things up. And I like that. Uh, you know, they added a little bit more like the dark saber, him having to try to learn how to use it as it's a different style of weapon. It's heavy. And, yeah. And, yeah. And it's, it's like heavy in its own different way. Because and, he had to use more of a, I guess through your motion or mental. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but it looks, it's, it's very not like a normal blade, but no. oh my goodness, he did some damage with that thing. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I was kind of surprised. Like, wow, this is a PG show. Cause he split some dude in half. It reminded me a little bit of a Highlander in certain Ooh, parts yeah, of it. Was. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> wow, that was that was some seriously brutal stuff, but all of it's good episode. There can be only one. And tomorrow we get another new episode. Yes, right. I'm looking we forward do. to it. But of course, along with along with that tomorrow, uh we'll we'll talk about something else that I gotta do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'll have this episode out on the exact day. So we're saying tomorrow, but it'll be that today for you. The other thing that I have watched, and I'll give you a little bit of thought on Fraggle Rock, Back to the Rock, launched last week on Monday. And I thought, well, all right, let me give this a shot. And I must say, at least in the first episode, they really have put a lot of effort into capturing the spirit of the original Fraggle Rock. And it was it was fun. Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely keen on they redesigned Moki and oh, I don't yeah. think she looks very I don't like it. Uh, yeah. The one character that maybe should have gotten some sort of change to the design is Wembley, because Wembley, if you notice, he's wearing a tropical shirt with palm trees. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. That is outer space to the Fraggles. Why would he have palm trees on a shirt? Where is he going to get that shirt from? That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, he used to all. have it back in the day. Yeah, but but he should never have had it back in the day. So if they were going to change anybody's outfit, oh, it should have been Wembley, not yeah. Moki. Yeah. Moki looks stupid now. I really don't like it. And Moki, even the one complaint I have is Moki became a parody of the Moki of the 80s, the way they presented her. Now, it's probably going to get better. I'm hoping it does get better in the, the, cause I, like I said, I only watched one episode. Uh, the one other thing that I thought was odd is in the original 80 series, Doc lived in a house and this was a, a workshop that he had that was part yeah. of his, of his home. And he decided, well, I'm going to fix up this workshop. So he was kind of an inventor and he was going to, you know, be able to tinker around in there. Yeah. This, it's a, a college student 
and she's moving into it. She's going to live in here now. But she's like, oh, well, you know, you can just call me Doc Sprocket. You're you're not a doctor. Yeah. You have not. She's trying to get her doctorate, but you haven't earned it. So like, no, you're not a doc then. Yeah. So, no, you can't call yourself doc. Yeah, but this is for kids. Kids yeah, aren't. So this quiet. is for kids. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Kids are going to love this. Yeah. So, uh, so far, like, I don't know if there's any agendas that got shoved into the rest of the series. I don't know. That That's what makes me nervous because that's the way Hollywood works these days is they bring back a nostalgia and then they trick us. And then by the second episode is when you're like, oh, but I didn't watch that far yet. I probably will. I'm going to watch the second episode because I did enjoy it. Now, I will. I will let you know, like, it's confusing at the beginning because they're singing a song that kind of introduces everything and it kind of goes on for a long time. And I thought, is this the intro song? Because this is way too long. But no, it's just kind of introducing because at the end of it, after Doc has moved in. We get the shot through the window and down through the hunt. Although the the tunnel hole is freaking huge this time, it's it's too big. Yeah, it's 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 at a size that you know this is clearly something that you're you're going to patch up. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to leave it open. But this is a kid show. But it started. It got into. So we got the, the theme. <laughs> we we harmonized so, by accident. <laughs> and you know, up to that point, I was like, oh, well, this isn't bad. But when we started playing that song, I was like, there we go. And it was Fraggle Rock to me. So well, yeah, you, I think your kids are going to love this and you might still have some fun watching it yourself. You had to have that song. Yeah, you did. You did. And they, uh, I did see them making this on YouTube. This is what let me know that it was out on the 21st. Uh, and they talked about this. We actually did grab quite a few songs from the original series oh, and reuse them. Which is awesome. So uh, that, I, I definitely would recommend take a look at it. At least the first episode. Watch maybe the second episode. Like I said, I think your kids are going to like it. You might even have some fun, too. I wonder if they're going to have the song, Pass It On, Pass It On. <laughs> well, that was from the Christmas thing, wasn't they it? They used it yeah. on the show, too. You got it? Pass It On. That was on the show, too. I they, don't yeah. remember that. It's I, been a long time. Well, I only knew from the Christmas episode, or yeah. what do you want to call it, the special? Yeah. So then, was, yeah, the then we were watching family. them. Uh, they used to show them on. I don't remember if HBO it was had HBO. First. It, but yeah. yeah, but then later on, like they had reruns on USA on syndications yeah, on stuff, USA. Yeah. You know, USA had so for a while. We were waiting. TNT had it for a while. Too. Yeah, we were waiting for the bus, uh, and all of a sudden they're playing that and pass it on. I'm like, oh, but I'll be honest with you, it was snowing outside <laughs> and it put me in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> of course it did. Of course it did. Okay, but then the next thing I have on the list. So tomorrow or today for you listening, because I'm going to try to get this out on the on the same day. Groundhog Day. Get up and get those groundhogs. Yes, indeedy. Now, and of course, we got to bring this up because uh, it's becoming now a thing. I try to wake up early enough to watch Pugs of Tony Phil actually oh, yeah. come out the hole. Uh, and usually they have it on YouTube. But it's also tradition to watch the movie. Oh, yes. I have to watch it every year. I do. And my wife, who before was not really such a fan of it, she started to get an appreciation. She's like, I kind of see the get it now. Yeah. I said, yeah, there, it's actually a pretty deep movie, but it's also really funny. And even though y'all can't see it, I have a Funko Pop yeah, Funko of, up there, on my yeah. wall of Groundhog Day. Uh, yeah. I got Poxitani Phil and uh, also Phil. Phil, Phil Connors, Connors, right up there. With, yeah, with the Connors. movie right behind it. <laughs> don't say it. you don't remember me, because I'm sure as heck I remember you. <laughs> yes. Phil. <laughs> so definitely have to watch that Ned tomorrow. Ryerson. <laughs> Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. The head, Ned. <laughs> yes. That's still, that's, that's, that's still like the best it. part. It's just great. <laughs> There's so much good stuff with that one. I love that. You know, just You have to love that guy. He was so funny. Uh, what is it? Tobler. How about some flashbacks? I always get guy's the actor's name wrong. Tobler, Robert, yeah. So, but yeah, it's time for some news. 
spanning the Disney and Geek universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All right, now the first thing, um, it's news, because it's something I want to watch, but it's it's not necessarily good stuff. Uh-oh. Because I've dug in, I'm like, hmm, Uh-oh. that's interesting. So, Turning Red, Pixar's next film. What is it? Turning, oh my goodness, uh, it is adorable looking. Oh. It's a little girl that turns into a red panda, a giant red panda. Oh. And, but she, it's Hulk style, it's when she gets upset. Oh. She turns into a big red that's, panda. That's cute, though. And, oh, and look, the tray looks, and it's Pixar, and so you know it's quality. You know how they are, Now, yeah. here's the thing. It's skipping the theatrical release and going straight to Disney+. Plus. No. Here's the, here's what's I hadn't thought of until uh, somebody pointed it out. Uh, let me jump back over to my notes instead of the uh, the website. Um, Pop Screen. It was a YouTube video. Called Pop Screen was the, the channel, but uh, it was called How Disney is Killing Pixar. So let's look at this. This is the third Pixar release to go straight to Disney Plus, not to get a chance to go to theaters. Despite Pixar, even when they're, you know, movies that not everybody liked, like Brave and The Good Dinosaur, they're always big hits, big blockbuster hits. However, Disney, their own animation studios, they have put every single one of them into a theater. And also, they put it on Disney Plus as a premiere access where you had to pay like an extra 20 bucks 20 bucks 30 bucks isn't it yeah to be able to watch that disney movie there's only one that i could think of that it didn't and that was a what was the name of that the one that we watched um which one the one about the family that has Encanto was in theaters and was a premiere yeah. plus yes. and only recently did they get it to where you could watch it yeah but it went to theaters yeah i knew that unlike pixar not being allowed to go into theaters and what this guy's kind of summarizes is like pixar and i've been saying this for years Pixar is making better movies than Disney oh, is. Oh, I agree. So, Disney now owning Pixar, you would think they'd be, like, encouraging this. It seems like they're not. It seems like they're holding them down. I hope it's a coincidence. I'm hoping that's a coincidence. But I can't think of any good reason for them to not let Turning Red go to theaters when they are always making money in theaters. Yeah. But if it, if it's, say, going to outsell Encanto... Uh, or any of the other, I mean, and it probably would. It'd probably make more money than that way. It seems like an ego trip. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, I don't trust Bob Chapek. I don't know enough about him to say whether or not, but I do know I'm, I, uh, I personally have enjoyed the Pixar films better, but yep. I also, of course, love the classic, classic Disney. Yes. Uh, but let's see here. Entertainment Weekly. Let's see if I remember if they had anything. Yeah, this is, of course, the, uh, during the, the foregone theatrical release amid the COVID-19 pandemic, like its predecessor, Soul, in 2020, Luca in 2021. Now, of course, COVID has kind of been, we're kind of gotten back to some sort of normal. Yeah. Uh, the new normal, whatever even, you call it. Uh, don't eat, I, ugh, I can't even you say know that. What I'm saying. You know But we've just had a full-on blockbuster hit film. Yes. With Spider-Man, mm-hmm. No Way Home. And Old style, to theater. pre-COVID yeah. style blockbuster yeah. shows that, yes, people are wanting to go back to the theater. Yeah. And if you put it in a movie theater, people are going to go. Ghostbusters also did that. Ghostbusters, well, Ghostbusters Afterlife was not the huge blockbuster that Spider-Man was. No, but what I mean is people but were willing to get people out. People were willing to go out mm-hmm. and see it, yes. But it's now it's been shown. You can put stuff back in theaters. We'll take some safety precautions, but we want to go to the theater. Mm-hmm. There is no reason... 
And special training rat. If you're going to Disney Plus it, do the premiere thing. Give it an opportunity to, to make At money. At least a month. Because really, and you seem like maybe that maybe maybe the first time you say, well, this will help maybe encourage people to subscribe. Plus, we, could, we didn't have an open theaters, but maybe they could have waited with Lucas. Like, you know, the theaters will open back up. Let's wait. That made sense at Luca. first with that. Yeah. With that other film. With Soul. Yeah. You, you kind of like, OK. And then Lucas like, oh, really? Well, all right. I want to see the theater. But now the third time, there doesn't seem to be any good reason. Yeah. And the Pixar staff. Pixar staff are extremely disappointed. It's the headline from Variety. Extremely disappointed at Disney for streaming turning red. It's quite a blow. Well, yeah. Pixar's up, up on this. Uh, at least some. At least this is a staffer here. Variety wants to send notifications to me. I got to get back down to my article. Uh, oh, wow. It just jumped ahead on me, didn't it? And I just wanted to read the quote here. I'm pretty sure I saw the quote. Uh, so uh, they're saying it's safe to say that we're all feeling extremely disappointed. One Pixar staffer said until today, we all thought turning red would be our return to the big screen. And everyone at the studios was so excited about it being this film in particular. It's quite a blow. And another Pixar staffer says turning red streaming announcement was a shock, although not entirely unexpected as the pandemic continues to impact theatrical exhibition. Uh, the staffer added sucks, but I get it. With Omicron infection so high, I haven't heard anyone say the decision to pivot to streaming is wrong. But that seems to be a, kind of an, almost an excuse. Especially, you know, they've shown Omicron is a weaker strain. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's really fizzling out. It's, it's, it's infectious. No sure. one's saying that. Yeah, I was going to say, no one's yeah. saying that we it's infectious, are but mad, just disappointed. Well, yeah, that's they're using. I think they're trying to be polite. Yeah, I'm sure they're upset. Well, upset, very not, upset. not angry. Like at, because when you, you know. consider, like, like I said, they just put Spider-Man out there, and yeah. it was it went gangbusters. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like there's. Oh, pardon me. Speaking of COVID, no, uh, <laughs> don't I don't say have COVID. That. Don't say I'm that. just got a dry throat, uh, which I need to get a drink here. I usually am drinking something while we do it. In fact, oh, last week I had a nice. A nice warm hot cocoa throughout the show, which y'all got to enjoy. Uh, but yeah, this it just seems. Speaking fishy. of which, yesterday was uh, officially hot cocoa day, hot chocolate day, and I didn't even get one. <laughs> well, I had a uh, mocha ma macchiato. I love that. It's coffee hot, co hot, hot cocoa. I wish I'd had one, you devil. <laughs> well, you weren't over at the house. Were no, you? I was not. We didn't get to record a show yesterday. Like no, we did not. You were, you were visiting your family. Yes, I was. Well, speaking of families, uh, I won't get into this, but of course, we're still remembering to pray Adrian Rapp on his health, but also yes. Eric, Eric, uh, our regular also, yes. uh, does, could use some prayer. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you asked him what was going on. I'm not going to talk about what all, you know, but yes. he's got a couple different situations. Uh, one of them does involve health of a family member, not an immediate family member, but um, sure. But yeah, we just need some prayers. But, I, you know, I'll leave it to uh, a privacy thing. Uh, if he was here, he could talk about whatever he would want to, but uh, I'm going to leave it. But yeah, just if y'all send some thoughts and prayers or whatever you do for for Eric and of course Adrian Rupp. Uh Adrian Rupp has been having a lot of health issues and really struggling to get to do all the awesome things he normally gets to do. All right, but I got some games news for you. Some upcoming games. And you know, I guess I really kind of went over a lot of those uh last week on the from IGN, but I got Well, this is of course the next story I have on my list. It doesn't actually uh, a game news, but I do have some games news. But we did hear 
But uh, Sony originally had this set up, but now it's going to be over at Netflix, and they have cast Kyle Allen set as lead about Masters of the Universe. Time we've been waiting for so long. Please don't let this one fall to the wayside. Now I had some people kind of point out because I've never heard of this Kyle Allen, but I had some people kind of point out saying somebody says, "Well, what if he is Adam and you get somebody else to be He Man?" Maybe, but I'll tell you, he could also work out. I don't know his body. I mean, as far as what he looks like. You can bulk up. You can bulk up. Plus, But I will say this about his face. Just look at his face. Of course, we know what they can do with the hair and all that. Yeah. But I'll say this about his face. He does look like he has the type of face that could look similar to the old toy. Uh, So that's promising to me. But what we have here on The Hollywood Reporter, it says the long-awaited live-action Masters of the Universe movie from Mattel Films has landed at Netflix with West Side Story actor Kyle Allen set to play mm. the hero He-Man. Okay, so it does say he's going to be He-Man. Uh, live-action feature, which is eyeing a summer 2022 start date. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Will be directed by the Knee Brothers from Lost City. No idea. From a screenplay they wrote with Shang-Chi scribe David Callahan. That's that's good. I like that. Todd Black, Jason Blumenthal, and Steve Tisch will produce along with Devon Franklin, Robbie Brenner, and Kevin McKinnon will oversee the project for Mattel Films. So, now what... what uh, what we have to worry about is it says the Master of the Universe lore centers around an orphan named Adam who discovers he is a prince destined to be the savior of a faraway land and must quickly learn how to use his power to save his home from the evil Skeletor. That sounds like the new CGI series. Uh. Yeah. That's the problem. And I did see someone bring that up and mention, I have a feeling I'm going to have that 1987 disappointment again. It could be. It could be. But I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, you never know. It'll, it's on Netflix, so it ain't going to cost me any more than my Netflix subscription to watch That's it. That's true. Uh, I've waited long enough for for one, so I'm going to watch it. And if they screw it up, I'll just yeah. go, go back and I'll watch Revelation again because I enjoyed the Revelation. And I, heck, I got the DVD of the entire 80s series. I yep. can watch that anytime I want. And not just that, as much as I didn't love, adore, and think it's the greatest thing on Earth, I actually do like things about the 1987 movie, believe it or not. Yeah, it's still kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it's just... Know. It's just fun. Oh, here's something that I, I wish Heather and was even though it may there. not be canon to the cartoon, it is by canon. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 canon films. That's right. So uh, you've, have you ever heard of Studio Ghibli? I know the name. I'm not sure what that is. Well, John Lasseter was a big fan of the Studio Ghibli. Uh, I think mainly a particular director or two uh, from uh, Japan and brought a few of them over to release through Disney. Well, in November... There will be a Studio Ghibli theme park. I'm pretty oh, really? sure this is going to be in Japan because it wouldn't it wouldn't fly as well over here in the states. Uh, but they're showing some uh, stuff that's not quite in color. But the Japanese theme park, based on the works of Miyazaki Hayao, led animation firm Studio Ghibli, has set November 1st, 2022, as the date for its official opening. Having previously teased fall 2020 as a park debut, Studio Ghibli announced the confirmed date in a sample tweet alongside an image of its Totoro character. And Heather loves Totoro. The, oh, that's great. It's, I think it's my friend Totoro or whatever. I haven't watched that one. I've only seen a few Studio Ghibli's. Uh, they're very stylized. They're very, uh, very neat. This, oh, oh my goodness, she was. If she knew this was happening, she's going to want to go to Japan really, you know, badly. Uh, that'll be a huge thing. So uh, that I figured I had to announce that because you know there is a Disney connection for one. Plus, uh, I know people like Heather are just going to be super excited. I'm sure Seth's daughter Sarah is also going to probably. Yeah, people go. who are deep into that stuff can. Oh yeah, can do that, well. I mean that. I thought that was pretty neat, and I was like, "Cool, it's an entire theme park with Studio Ghibli characters running around." So, 
All righty. So now the other thing. Now this uh, this has kind of been uh, in the works for a while, but I uh, I found a bit more information about it here. Uh, there's over at the Turtlepedia. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and right now they're just calling it the next chapter. They don't know if that's actually what it's going to be called. Uh, initially planned as another live-action reboot from Paramount Pictures and Platinum Dunes, it was later announced on, in June 2020 that the next theatrical film following Out of the Shadows would instead be a CGI film produced by Point Grey Pictures. Uh, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and James Weaver all will produce with Jeff Rowe set to direct and a screenplay by Brendan O'Brien. The film, this is what's new, the film is now slated to release August 11th, 2023. And a title, there was a leak by Varner Studios back in October 2021. Uh, now been deleted from Instagram, but that's where they've also got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the next chapter. Uh, this seems to be like a reboot to the franchise. And like you could hear in my voice, Seth Rogen being involved makes me... Yeah, because <laughs> he's done some animated movies, uh, one having to do with a sausage. Yeah, uh, but they're it's you know, it's adult themed animation. And I have a bad feeling he's going to do something bad with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I'm going to be upset with Seth Rogen. Hopefully not. I'm not a fan of him. Hopefully not, because sometimes depending on what it is, and he may not be able to do that, depending. No. I'm hopefully not. I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. No idea, but uh, I'm sure we'll find out. But I thought, mm-hmm. oh, hey, we do have an announcement for when it's going to come out. We've got it. Uh, it's over a year away yeah. when it comes out. And it's a CGI film. Yeah. So I did like so the the last film that was a CGI, uh, which did kind of work as being like a, the fourth in the original series. Yeah. It it kind of fit in there and even had a Shredder helmet that looked like the one from the second yeah, movie. That's right. So I always I consider that to be the fourth movie. Well, it, it actually came out in a, a four pack. It actually came out in a four pack with yeah. the other films. Well, yeah, but they'll group them up anyway because it's the same movie company. Yeah. So that's not that big but a deal. Still, but but still, I it, it fits. It really does. So, but yeah, so I, and I kind of liked it. I saw that in theater, and it's it's not as well received as like say the first movie. Yeah. But you know, it's I still had fun with that. That was pretty yeah. good. But anyways, uh, we got to keep the show rolling, and we got a lot of stuff in the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator. Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Get him, Mom. Oh. Get that ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. All right, now the first thing is it's not really a trailer. It's not really a teaser, but it is kind of a tease. It was teasing that there will be a trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you were the one that showed this to me, and it popped out, and then uh, it was on the NBC Sports uh, YouTube channel. And it shows an Olympic skier going downhill yes. with a raptor running down the side and a T-Rex comes out the other side saying that, hey, the Winter Olympics, we're going to have a full trailer for the next Jurassic World film, which I don't even know what's called. Uh, uh, they said it and I don't remember right yeah, now. I, I don't, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm da- I'm out. Fallen Kingdom was so bad. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, no, well, I'm going. I, I know you're going just because they're bringing back the original cast, but that's not enough to bring me back. I, I love Jurassic Park and I love Jurassic World. And uh, I even liked the last one, actually. That last one. Uh, oh, so bad. And I liked it a lot. But uh, I especially can't wait to see what they do with it. I'm, uh, yeah, they got to fix it because they wrecked everything. It was the it, stupidest decision ever to release them into the wild. I'm like looking forward to seeing what they do. Yeah. So <sighs> I can't wait till they bring out the bring back the original cast and give yeah. it a chance, man. Give I, it a chance. I ain't going. And unfortunately, you're probably gonna have to have me be your driver. So I'm going to wind up going anyway. <laughs> Use me as any reason. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll go. <laughs> I might be just like, go with your mom. <laughs> Take your mom. You'll come. I was that's that's only other other than. Um, Oh, what was that movie? Maleficent. That's the only other time I've walked out of the theater steaming mad. Hey, if they build it, I won't go. go. (laughs) I won't go. Despite that, I you know I love it too. But that 
that was such a stupid decision. Well, that it's, I was like, ah, oh. it's all right, man. You'll get the answers in no, this film, man. <laughs> and it's, I always got to say, why do they ever never? They never listen to Ian Malcolm. They never listen to him. He'll be in the film, and he'll yeah. tell them that. Yeah, I'll probably get eaten this time. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, why, why am I? T- I'm tired of always being right all the time, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, but yeah, there, I don't actually have any. There really wasn't much of her audio. It's just shushing a roar. That's it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and the only. This is a questionable. I don't know if I want to bring this up, but maybe should. Because uh, I believe, aren't the Winter Olympics going on in China as well? I honestly don't, don't recall. Yeah, I know. That's a whole other issue. But somebody had made it a point today. They have all these, you know, you know, like, oh, all these maybe music artists that want to boycott Spotify because they don't like Joe Rogan and what he says. Yeah. But yet there's nobody saying, well, hey, I don't want to go to the Olympics this year because they're in China and China has got human rights violations up the yin yang. I mean, yeah. it's all kinds of literally yin yang. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, you know, really bad. So I'm like, that's uh, that's a good point. Somebody made it was a little cartoon. that was a political sure. cartoon. But yeah, I don't want to get in on that one. Um, now, I don't know if I can really play this audio on this next thing. And this was kind of funny because this was like, quote unquote, leaked because I kept finding leaked footage because apparently an ad and it was like a four minute long ad actually played uh, more of this scene. And I and I was even telling you on a thing, it's like, well, I'm pretty sure that Warner Brothers will have this up eventually as some sort of promo thing. Now, I've had a time where I did play a scene out of Hawkeye that was put on Disney's official channel. I think even Marvel's official YouTube channel. And I played some of the audio of it. When it got when the podcast got over to Facebook, Disney came after me and I defended myself by saying, you put this out as promotional material. I played your promotional material and I talked about your promotional material promoting your thing and they cleared it. So, oh, OK, we see what you did. Never mind. I don't know if Warner Brothers is going to how that's going to react. But there was a scene from the new The Batman mm-hmm. That was put out in a funeral scene, uh, and I, I I hesitate to click this link I have for the on, it's on YouTube. If you go to Warner Brothers page, and you can watch this, and if you didn't see it already, now that was kind of intriguing because you you know Bruce Wayne is at a funeral for somebody, and I guess he's looking at this kid. I don't know who the kid is, but apparently the kid's parents died, and I almost part of me was like, is that Dick Grayson? Is it? I wondered the same is thing. It? Uh, and uh, you, and I guess, uh, I, I guess that's, that's James Gordon. You see, at one point, who's talking about yeah. one of their one of their officers named Coulson is missing. Where do you go? And uh, Bruce Wayne kind of looks, and there, it's like everybody's here seeing something going wrong. And there's just one shadowy figure standing up on the balcony, looking down. And then this car just comes barreling into the funeral, and Bruce saves the little kid. And they're, you know, their police are ready to arrest the driver of the car. And the driver gets out, and he's got a, a phone taped to him, and his mouth taped shut, and a bomb wire to his neck, and a note on his chest is for the Batman, <laughs> the Riddler. Yes. So I mean, I see some occasionally. I do see some stuff that gets me interested, but then I still. Uh, they showed an ad during the AFC Championship game, and they showed that clip again that I hate, where he's just walking around getting shot at multiple, but uh, fully automatic weapons, and not having an effect on it. I was like, he's not Superman. He's Batman. What makes Batman cool is that he's human, and he would maybe they would be shooting, but he wouldn't be there anymore. He'd be moving like there's a great. I think it's a Ben Affleck. You got to see where guns guns are kind of going off, and every time you see a flash, Batman's in a different spot. Like he's moving, yeah. he's dodging around. It's like you can't shoot me because you can't catch me. And we've seen in previous Batman films, he gets shot. And, oh, he's knocked down because he's human in, in armor. How is he walking straight down this hallway with fully automatic weapons? He's not Iron Man. He's not got a powered suit. He's a man in armor. 
he should be feeling effects of the bullets. So that that bugs me that they're doing that because that to me is ruining. I'm, I'm going to wait to see it before I make any yeah, judgment but, calls. Man, yeah, I, I'll be I honest. I did not clip. care for. Ben Affleck Batman at all, but that was because I didn't care for the director, and it wasn't Ben yeah, Affleck's fault true. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, yeah. But, so, and we'll see how Robert Pattinson plays the character. But that sure. one clip, every time I see it, it just grinds me. I'm like, come on, Batman should be not getting hit. Yeah. He should be dodging around to where like, where is he? Where'd he go? And then he'd be behind him. I'm here. Mm, yeah. But I hope we don't have the Christian Bale voice that ever show up again. Yeah. <laughs> that got old. And then everybody started making fun of it. Swear to me. Okay. <laughs> so enough of that. But all right. Now, then the next thing I do have for you, though, this is a Paramount Plus ad. You know what this is going to be? Well, I got to make sure I click the right thing. I know what it is. Well, come on, thing. Come on, computer. It's, it's hard to do this without a mouse. There we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here we go. You. Humanity's best weapon. I love the weapon he's holding. Master Chief, huh? The Master Chief was enhanced and trained for one purpose. To win this war. He and the other Spartans are our only effective weapons against the Covenant. He is lethal, upgradable, and most importantly, Controllable. Covenant forces appear to be excavating some kind of object. When I touched the object, I felt something. I felt different. What they did to us makes you numb. And you just decided to help me. Why would a Spartan do that? What does one do with a superhuman you're not sure you can trust? Hello, Master Chief. I'm Cortana. Master Chief recovered something. Sacred ring. Halo. Humans surrender to the Covenant. Cortana, I'm gonna need you now. Find the halo. Win the war. Yeah. March 24th, Halo on Paramount Plus. Oh, Lord. Oh, like yeah. So, uh, <laughs> don't sing that way. We got a copyright strike. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I love the song they're using there. Uh, I wish I had my mouse because it makes it a lot easier to, to scroll down here because I always like to see what they say when you go to official channels. Sorry, pal. <laughs> Dramatizing an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant. Halo the series, but we've deeply drawn personal stories with it. With burping, <laughs> with action, adventure, and a nicely, or a nicely, originally, I got a picture in the way, originally imagined vision of the future. In a war for humanity's very survival, our deadliest weapon is our greatest hope. See Master Chief, Cortana, the Covenant, and other Spartans of Silver Team more in this epic trailer for the new Paramount Plus original series, Halo. And I- 
I like how the Master Chief remind me a little bit, their style, I mean, remind me a little bit of the whole um, oh, uh, Mandalorian style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was really good because I've been waiting for over 20 years. I've been waiting for over 20 years for them to start a game, I mean, a movie of this because I've been played it over 20 years Has ago. Has it really been 20 years of Halo? Yes. Wow. I guess it has nothing. Yeah. But uh, I wonder. Now, I've only played the first the first two games. That's it. Yeah. I had them on the Xbox 360. I didn't really play much. I never got into the story. I don't even think the game, the single player game, was that good. I felt like I was going to the same room over and over yeah, and over again. I enjoyed again. Play, fighting play, people. Yeah, playing you was yeah. fun. Yeah, and it, that was always my favorite. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the story okay. It was, but it's fighting. What was going on? But it was time. fighting the people that I always got a big kick out of. Yeah, it ran around with the, the pink, um, the sword, the sword, and, and the yeah. little pink thing, the spike things. Oh, the the needler. They got that little needler thing now. Yeah, for nerf and all that other stuff. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, but they sold uh, out real quick. I, the, the question I would have, comparing Mandalorian, do you think at any point we'll see Master Chief's helmet off and see his face? Oh, I hope we don't. They may build should, that up, but should, I don't know. Should never see his face. It would be interesting, but it'd be... We do see his bare back as they're yeah. showing how they've enhanced him, but of course, that could be just a different Spartan, but it seems like they were, something, you know... I don't know Master if he ever will or not. And I'm sure the Master Chief had us a name, but maybe they, part of the Spartan program, maybe, I don't know much about all the lore of Halo. I'm a PlayStation guy. My, uh, but maybe they wipe out your name, because apparently they do some reprogramming to where you're not having any emotion, you're cold, you're just a killing machine, and touching that thing suddenly seems to have changed him to where he he saves somebody, and like, why is a Spartan saving me? You get that and also you know they're 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 worried now like wait a minute you know we can't control him anymore he's got his brains back but that's probably what's going to make him the hero they need not the, they get the hero they deserve not the one they wanted <laughs> my nephew um i have several but one of my nephews is deep in it he's been deep in it i'm not joking once it's his entire life that's because scary <laughs> he was an he was an infant when he first started playing oh my goodness, he, uh, grabbed, oh my goodness. Uh, when i used to babysit him he was i'm not kidding an infant and he would see uh, me and his father play and uh that was halo 2 and he was he would want to play of course he couldn't uh but we had a controller that would not be plugged in uh, and one that would not work. Oh, no. And, and we would hand it to him. Oh. And he would, he would think he was playing and he loved it. Oh. And we'd be like, you're doing good, buddy. And, you know, because he just wanted to be involved. Yeah. Well, later on, and we did the same with his brothers and all that, too. Later on, uh, they would. that's how he got into it. I mean, he was doing that when he wasn't even talking hardly. And uh, so... Is like as soon as he he could talk and get involved, he was playing Halo. So that's <laughs> his whole life. He's been a Halo man. Oh my goodness! I, mean, I bought him the action figures. He, he, you know, the dolls, everything expensive ones. Even, but he's he's got his room is covered in it. Wow! So now he's in his uh, late teens, early twenties, and he's still collecting Halo. And he gets every game. He's involved with it deeply. And one thing I got to say about looking at this, I love that everything looks exactly like it should. Oh, absolutely! The armor, the guns. The Covenant, everything looks just like it did in the game, only real. Well, yeah, because oh, they've been tra- they've been waiting for so long, and they've done straight to video things. They've yeah. done uh, hey, animated some thing. animation. Yeah, and, and it's not that it's been bad, but I've been waiting for a big budget thing. And and here you and, go. And finally, because I, I like I said, my my nephew has uh, been one that I've talked to about the most. And he keeps saying, well, they're, now they're talking about it. They're talking, and it, to be honest with you, and I hate to sound cruel here, but at some point I was kind of like saying to myself, 
I'm almost wondering if they're ever going to do it. You know, you know how you, <laughs> yeah. well, kind of like with yeah, Star Wars for, time. for yeah. all that time we keep hearing there's going to make a Star Wars episode one. They're going to yeah. make a prequel. And I got to a point where I finally was like, yeah, I just don't know if they were going to come. <laughs> yeah. And it finally did. And, and then it some. did. <laughs> so, yeah. I hope it does great. Yeah, this it looks cool. It I'm, looks I'm awesome. excited. And I'm not a big Halo guy, but it looks cool. And I did have some fun, like I said, mainly playing with you. Yes. I did play through the first two games, but a lot of times and I you know, I would have breaks because I would get bored because I was like I felt like I was playing the same level sure, over sure. and over and over. Compa- when you compare someone, Halo to something like Bioshock. Ooh, big but difference. To me, the uh, but best I would I would have gaps. Yeah. I would have gaps and so I w- I would come back and I'm like, what the heck was going on in this yeah. anyway? Cuz I remember oh the whole Halo thing was actually more about this flood, which is sure. almost like this other sure, thing. And, yeah. uh, like so but I, I didn't understand the involvement of the covenant or I didn't it didn't the it little just critters, didn't make sense. The little critters that the would flood, come, the, yeah, was the scary part. The little critters coming at you, they would scare the snot out of you. And that was boy, that's where the the first game remember it just completely changed style when all of a sudden the flood was there. I was like, what is this game? This is no longer <laughs> I'm not shooting the the covenant, and of, of course the fun thing I always have also with the fighting with the covenant is stealing their vehicles because they had the oh, better yeah. weapons. You remember, remember like the, the, what is it the, the hover their, thing, the hovering thing? Yes. Oh, I love that the thing. That, the kind of maroonish looking. Yeah, and it, yes. I loved it, man. I felt like I was flying high. Yeah, I love that. Was my, my problem vehicle. is my wing would get busted off, and I kind of be like going half sideways. And, yeah. Well, and they I'm, did have also <laughs> that, I like that ship, their big ship. That's that what you I'm can get. About, in. Yeah, yeah, that's where I think I'd bust a wing off. And I bust like the little hover thing. Yeah, I like that I could go to town on that thing i go anyways. to town but then i'd blow up <laughs> i loved it by the way you know uh, last week of course i think i was talking about knights of the old republic mm-hmm. right well of course they've had an online game the old republic apparently there's a new uh adaption or a new um i don't know what you'd call it a new season of things on the online game or something a oh, new storyline yeah, yeah legacy of the sith and i found this for you oh Jedi will tell you that to seek power is to embrace darkness. The Empire will tell you that power is a reward for deception. Dishonorable tyrants, councils of fools, they want you to believe that this war means something. But the friends you save and the enemies you slaughter will achieve nothing. The undeserving, the weak, will still have power. But power belongs to those who are unafraid to take it. Those who are bold enough to openly wield it. This fire will light the way for the strong. And when the galaxy is in flames, power will be yours. If you are willing to burn... So Star Wars The Old Republic Legacy of the Sith. Uh, now, I don't know when this expansion comes out. The thing that confuses me is uh, like when it first came around, uh, it was free to play and you could purchase for additional stuff. Uh, EA has gotten you know the rights to Star Wars games, though, yeah. since then. And I think now you have to actually make some sort of purchase. Oh, the expansion is February 15th, by the way. Oh, day um, after Valentine's Day. Day after Valentine's Day. Uh, and I... The last few times I've tried to log in and play on it, uh, I, I got confused. Like, can I get in and play? Because um, I had two different characters. I had a Jedi character, and then I've later come along with it and play a Sith character, and I did pay for having my own 
place uh, to put some stuff with the Sith character, but I don't. I, I haven't really sat down and played it for long periods of time because mainly if I play online, I want to play with some friends. I don't like playing online with strangers anymore. I've got kind of gotten to that point, uh, so I haven't really played a lot of this. But I mean, it's it's still going. I'm 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 thinking it's awesome. It's still going on, and I even uh, I last time I was playing on something that turned out uh, they did bring in uh, Darth Revan. As being a canonish character within the game's realm, I don't know that he's canon at all to the main stories. Uh, this this game is still separate, uh, but Re- uh, Revan, of course, uh, for anyone who's played Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, that you'll be familiar with that. But uh, it was the Knights of the Old Republic went over so well that they worked on an online role playing game, The Old Republic. Uh, and I think this has almost been twenty years now too. Uh, <laughs> this has been going on a good long, 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 long time. Uh, or, well, it says 2011. Maybe it's only been 10 years. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so there's a new expansion coming out here in February. And, uh, those of you who are still playing that, uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. I'd, I would love to be able to maybe get back in and play with it. But like I said, I, it seems like I have to make a purchase now. And I have brought some, some extra items. But uh, also, I forget how to play it because it's been now a couple of years since I've played with it. And you have to kind of relearn it because, you know. Anyway. Here's something I didn't know was coming, and uh, I found this. This is kind of cool. I'm kind of excited. I want to tell you a story. It's a story you may think you know, but (laughs) you don't. Not really. You see, I, Sebastian J. Cricket, was there. As a matter of fact, I lived actually lived in the heart of the wooden boy. <laughs> hmm. So this is coming to Netflix December 2022. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, that might be good. And I like the way that they say, well, you think you know the story, but you don't. Which says to me, they're probably going to stick more to the source material. The book. Yeah, the well, actually, it's a series of stories that were originally, you know, it was collected in the book later, yeah. but it was actually uh, printed in uh, like a magazine, oh. and you'd have all these different stories, and it were collected together in a book. Now, when when Walt Disney got a hold of it and got the rights to it, he's like, "We need to change this because really, Pinocchio is not very likable. He's a bad little wooden puppet." Is that Ian McGregor? That it sounded like Ian McGregor, yeah. didn't it? Because uh, heck, he even stomps on uh, on his cricket friend, and I think that's what the Sebastian J. Cricket is supposed to represent. Uh, but uh, let's see here. It says Academy Award winning filmmaker Guillermo del Toro reimagines the classic Italian tale of Pinocchio in a stop motion musical adventure, oh, which I do love that stop motion. Yeah. Follow the mischievous adventures of Pinocchio in his pursuit of a place in the world. And uh, it's it's kind of a little a little dark. It's mm. a kind of a dark story. And he's a bad kid. He does a lot of bad things yeah. all the time. I mean, it's a, but it was supposed to be like a lot of object lessons. He was teaching kids. This is what happens when you disobey. Bad things are going to happen. Yeah. And Pinocchio has a bad habit of never taking responsibility when you get to the original. I mean, I've listened to the audiobook. I've even listened to, there's a great uh, podcast that used to be called Disney Story Origins. Now it's Cinema Story Origins. But he went through all of Pinocchio, uh, which he, he does a really good job. Uh, the guy who, who runs yeah, that podcast not to is covering. But, but he went. Yeah. He covered the entire story, but he'll tell you the story, the original story, and then show you how Disney's changed it. It's very neat. Uh, but yeah, so the, I'm actually looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun because Yoma del Toro. I mean, this is. I mean, he mainly likes makes a lot of scary stuff. But uh, I know I've at least seen you know, like he did the Hellboy movies, the original Hellboy mm, movies, yeah. and those were cool. 
really cool and stylistic. So I'm looking forward to what he's done. And it doesn't say what the animation company, but I have a feeling it might be that Laiku, I think is the name of the company that did um, uh, Kobu and the Two Strings mm. and uh, just a bunch of just, just really great stop motion animation. They do a really good job. And it looks kind of like their style. So, yeah, I'm all in. I'm looking forward to that's going to be I'm really cool. In. I'm I'm super <laughs> excited for next Christmas to be able to check that out. All right, we got something coming from uh, from Sony uh, Pictures Entertainment. One final trailer for the Uncharted movie, which I think is this month. I've been dreaming about this my whole life. The giant's gold. It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. So when do we start? Yeah, put that in your head. Hello? Hello? I can hear you. I'm sitting right next to you. <laughs> your brother believed that there was a final piece. Wait, you know my brother's here? What else aren't you telling me? You have no idea who you partnered with. Sully! Hurry! It's gonna take a little longer than I thought, kid. I assume we're 50-50, right? 50-50? You get 10%. That's me being generous. Wow. <laughs> Let's find some parachutes. What? Unless you know a better way to jump out of a plane. Oh my god, I'm so sorry! Oh crap! Come on! <laughs> 500 years ago, my family found the fortune. Then was betrayed. So much blood. You're doing great, you. This ain't over. What's with the cat? She's just for you. What? Life seems super sad. I'm not going to keep this thing. Exclusively <laughs> in movie theaters. February 18th. This, I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of weird for me. I mean, Tom Holland would not have been my first choice, but it looks like they're doing a very, kind of a young Nathan Drake. Uh, and it's Sully pre-mustache. He gets the mustache by the end. We got to see that in the last trailer. But this looks really cool because really, uh. I think me and everybody else for Nathan Drake, and I'm, it's kind of fun that he did that little fan thing. Now I can't think of the actor's name. Uh, the guy who'd make an awesome Green Lantern, but who was in Castle. And, uh, and Nathan Fillion. Yeah. He'd have been an awesome Nathan One Drake. One of my favorite actors, actually. Nathan and he even looks like the character. Wow, so he'd be so, great Green Lantern. So many other characters, too. Oh, yeah. He but, was actually supposed to be Wonder Man. He made an appearance, if you remember right, uh, on the, oh, what was that movie? Uh one of the Marvel films, he made an appearance and he was in the background. You see him, he was going to be Wonder Man. They had him uh, casted to mm. later on be Wonder Man and they, they've never done anything with it. Hmm. Yeah, he's in it. Which movie? Oh, um, it was probably Incredible Hulk. No, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was like, in the background and I don't remember which film it was, uh, but he's in it. Huh. They have him in the background. He one of them. Awesome Wonder Man. I I to, but look it up online, and you'll see that Nathan Fillion is in a, one of those films. I can't. I think it was the same one that has uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, and one then, of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think films. it was, and he he appeared. The it, second one. Yeah, you have him. He's he's in it. He's in one of those oh, films. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Now I'm curious because that would be awesome. Yeah, it was Wonder Man. He'd be, be great. He's perfect for it. Really, love it. he yes. could be kind of arrogant and yeah. kind of you know. I, I would love him in that. Yeah, that would be great. He's one of my favorites, so I'm very, yeah. you know. 
All right, now we I got a game trailer for you. What's that, Breakdown? Something I just kind of came across is coming out for Nintendo. I think it's actually already out. This is a launch trailer. Something called Unforeseen Incidents on the Nintendo Switch that looked kind of cool. Very story-driven here. RHC emergency operator, what is your emergency? My name's Harper Pendrel. I just found a woman and she's really sick. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. I think it's Yelltown fever. An area of farmland outside Yelltown is still in quarantine. One Let me reassure the people of Yelltown that the risk of contagion is very, very The outbreak small. is now securely contained, and we are providing Yelltown with truly Someone I know, a doctor, he's trying to cure Yelltown fever. It's not quite as simple as finding a cure. By all accounts, it kills in a matter of hours, not days. The infected woman was talking kind of strange. She gave me an envelope for a reporter named Helliwell. I think there's something not right going on here. Hear about Arbutus Hill? They got it same as Yelltown. Same yellow suits. They're the ones who done it, Hob. The yellow suits. I heard that signal of yours before. Somewhere in Greystone Woods. This place. The people in the woods are death out. Did you ever wonder what the fever ah! feels like? Harper! Why don't you tell me what's going on? Why should I? For all I know, you killed Patty Silverdale. I've got no idea what's happening, and I'm not smart enough to double-cross anyone. You can <laughs> definitely trust me. <laughs> Unforeseen incidents out now for Nintendo Switch. Those are some of the finest cupcakes I've ever seen in the trunk of a stranger's car. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know if this is mainly a digital or if there's actually a hard disk of it, but uh, this looks to be... Did you ever play the old point and click type of style of games? No. Back in the nineties, it was kind of the thing where you'd have, uh, you'd click on items and, and to interact with, uh, and and you would collect maybe the things in inventory, then take an item in your inventory and try to get it to interact with different things. And it was because they were able to tell more stories. And this, I mean, this was like an animated comic book. Well, they have some of that stuff now, but yeah, yeah. but it's not as uh, prevalent. But this thing used to looks like a lot of mystery solving, puzzle solving. Mm -hmm. uh, this I, I used to love, you know, like the Discworld games. Back in the day, because they were also very funny, uh, but they were also, you know, trying to click and interact. But you're trying to solve basically all these different puzzles and stuff. That's what this looks to me. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I probably have a good time with this. This look really kind of neat. And uh, they left it very open. Like, there's a mysterious illness. And why is it there? And who are these people in yellow suits? And who murdered this person? And it's a mystery. And it's, you know, the fun part, of course, is solving. And basically, you get to play the story. So, yeah, that looks pretty cool. Unforeseen events. It is out on the Switch now. But I'm trying not to spend my money on any more games. No more. <laughs> I'm, I, although I was so tempted. Uh, I, somebody on the Masters Universe Origins thing on Facebook was saying that they found a sorceress figure at Target. And it's like the old school style sorceress. Yes. And I kind of want to get it. I'm, I'm, I'm withholding. Withhold. I'm to hold back. I'm trying to hold back. I still got one more trailer. I told you we we're going to be in the trailer park for a good long time. And I still have a movie to review. But, okay, this is six minutes long, like I told you before. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. A young dreamer becomes a Jedi Knight. A Jedi is twisted by the dark side. Oh! 
And as the Force awakens, a hero rises up to save the galaxy. Relive the epic story of all nine films in the biggest LEGO video game yet with LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Your adventures start by picking the trilogy of your choice. Start with Poe Dameron fighting off the First Order in Episode 7. Jump into Episode 1 as Qui-Gon and his young Padawan escape a failed negotiation. Or start where it all began, as Leia sends R2-D2 and C-3PO on a mission that will change the course of the galaxy. Whatever era you choose, play through the entire saga and experience the hilarious fun only LEGO games can offer. As war spreads across the galaxy, LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga lets you experience the many thrills of your favorite battles. New combat mechanics allow for greater mastery as you plunge into the action and defeat enemies both big and small. String attacks together to form impressive combo chains that deal significant damage to enemies. And fend off oncoming attacks using counter-maneuvers designed to defeat foes in styles tailored to your favorite characters. New blaster controls and mechanics put you right in the middle of fierce battles and let you aim with skillful precision. And if things get too intense, take cover and assess the risks and opportunities. When the time is right, take your shot and watch as enemies react to aimed hits. Because after all, there's nothing like having a good blaster at your side. Or choose to use a weapon from a more civilized age as you wield a lightsaber against the saga's most sinister villains. Fight like a Jedi Knight or someone still mastering the ways. <laughs> But a lightsaber isn't the only weapon in a Jedi's arsenal. Remember, the Force is everywhere. Harness its power to lift objects, attack enemies, or influence others. Players can also take their adventures to new heights by progressively unlocking planets as you journey your way through the saga. Just open the holo projector to access the galaxy map and chart your course. Space travel comes with its own set of exciting encounters. Be prepared to engage in exhilarating dogfights against enemy ships or take on incredible missions as you pilot legendary vehicles. And when you're ready, make your descent to the next adventure. Every episode in the saga is full of fun and exciting levels, many with multiple routes to progress through. So you can charge in boldly or find a more stealthy approach. As you arrive at new destinations, you can choose to either continue onwards through the main story or take a detour to explore iconic and expansive planets from the Skywalker saga. From the forest moon of Endor to the desert dunes of Tatooine, get closer to the action and behold the most visually breathtaking LEGO game yet. Go off the beaten path and take on side missions. Everything from bullseye womp rats, facing off against scum and villainy, or pondering the great mysteries of the saga. Tell me, who shot first? Man! Greedo! <laughs> The more you 
you explore the galaxy, the greater the rewards. Uncover Kyber Bricks to unlock new features, including upgraded abilities across a range of unique character classes. Whether using a scavenger's net launcher to climb with swift agility, sensing opportunities for impressive shots as a scoundrel, unleashing shock grenades as a bounty hunter, or putting your better half to work as a protocol droid. Goodness me. Each upgrade makes your characters more powerful and ready to take on any challenge. And with over 300 characters to unlock, free play mode lets you play as legends from every corner of the saga and live out your greatest Star Wars fantasies. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga lets you relive your favorite moments from all nine films and experience fun and new adventures like never before. On April 5th, the galaxy is yours. Trust your feeling. edition includes character collectible bundle and a Luke Skywalker with a blue milk minifigure. You gotta buy the physical copy of it though yeah. to do that. Which makes me think I might go ahead and I'll buy the PS5 version just to do that. Maybe I'll reserve it and then I'll have it when I get my PS5. So I won't be able to play it until then, but doesn't that look awesome? It looks good. I yeah. am excited. I love the Lego games. You anyway, can always but, bring it over here to play, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, you better believe it, buddy. We got we to gotta play it. I don't know that I'll buy it, but you could always. Oh, you know, I will. Because, yeah. you know, heck, I, you know, I still actually need to go through it. I've played part of it, but the the Star Wars The Force Awakens Lego, I never actually finished playing that one. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and play on that one. But, but uh, yeah, it, I, I was kind of after I started playing it, but then they announced the Skywalker saga. I'm like, well, why don't I just wait and play the whole thing? So I'll, I'll have to come back to it, though. Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm 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 super super excited. That looks really great, and especially getting to play as Jabba the Hutt for some reason and a Gong Droid. Yeah. You can be a Gong Droid. <laughs> I don't know that you could do much, <laughs> yeah, know, but it's still kind of funny walking around Gong Gong. <laughs> I don't know what Jabba the Hutt would do either, but it's kind of fun to made him playable. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. I love the Star Wars Lego games and this, you know, they've really changed a lot of the game mechanics up. Uh, looks like they got some RPG style elements of leveling up your characters, a little bit more free roaming. I mean, even free roaming the galaxy, opening up a galaxy map. Of course, the animation looks better. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can, you couldn't. Then. They did the be- oh, so back then oh, yeah. it was way back when we're talking. I think it's PS2, wasn't it? Uh, I remember first playing it on the, the PC, really. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think it was PS2 them. when I saw it on the game system. I could yeah. be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's when it was. Yeah, and I, I well, heck, I didn't purchase on a console until they released the uh, Complete Saga Edition. Yeah, where was the whole thing? Um, I, I, I know, I know, PS3. Uh, we, I had a copy yeah, of because yeah. I, I gave it to someone. Yeah. You didn't play through the whole thing first, at least. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, well, it's, uh, but I love them. Anyways, uh, we've got to keep the show moving, sure. so it's time for a movie review. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad? I'm fuzzy on the whole good-bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A, a fandom, fandom Nexus, Nexus movie review. Uh, now, it's kind of weird how I came across this. And I actually came across, uh, even today... Uh, a television series that I watched one episode of that I'm kind of interested in called uh, Raising Dion, which is actually based off a comic book. It's a little second grader who has superpowers. Uh, actually, really good first episode. You might want to check it out. But uh, I was going to watch Star Trek Next Generation on Netflix mm-hmm. when I had for breakfast. And it, you know how Netflix will put up like a, a movie sure. I recommend to you? Well, it recommended a movie called Home Team, and uh, I like Kevin James. Yeah. Uh, and it had too. Kevin James in there and uh, Taylor Lautner. And it was some sort of football thing with some little kids, and it had this kind of a funny scene. I was like, yeah, I kind of want to watch that. So I started watching it. It's called Home Team. It's I think I have it saved. Sli- it's slightly based off a true story, but it's a lot of fiction. Sure. It's based a little bit off of the actual New Orleans Saints coach, Sean Payton, who is actually retiring sure. after a 16-year career right now. Wow. Uh, the, what, the, the truth is that Sean Payton was part, caught up in a controversy uh, at one point after winning a Super Bowl after the 2009 season. Uh, there was a controversy, and let's see if I can find the actual name of it, they, but they called it like a like a bounty gate. It was a, the New Orleans Saints. It was a bounty schedule where bounties were allegedly paid for, for contact that would injure players on opposing teams. Yeah, it was all normally uh, informally known as Bounty Gate. Uh, and there was an incident, you know, it's New Orleans Saints team. And they were accused of paying out these bonuses. And it's, it's, so it was alleged that Sean Payton was involved. He was the head coach at the time. Sure. And he was suspended for a season. So that's what, what is true is that he did start coaching for his son's little league. Huh. Now, in truth, uh, his uh, he had been to, went to New Orleans and his his family was kind of more of in Texas. Uh, the, in the film, they have him already divorced and his ex wife is married Rob Schneider as a uh, character. What's well, a completely made up character? Sure, I, I've seen um, the preview, so I yeah. didn't know what it was. Um, but he actually was still technically married at the time. Uh, so I mean, they it, at this point, it's a lot of it's more than just artistic license. It's ran a full invention. Yeah. Uh, they just thought, wouldn't it be funny if... If this had happened. So, I mean, this is Happy Madison Productions. Like, it's Adam if? Sandler's like, group. W- yeah, like, what if? <laughs> what if of how this could have gone. Uh, and, know, so, what if in an else world all put together? <laughs> yeah. And so what you get is Kevin James playing Sean Payton, Rob Schneider as his uh, his ex-wife's new husband. And Rob Schneider is doing this character, like, vegan crazy uh transcendental meditation over the top it's and rob schneider is just so funny oh, he's this. funny anyway yeah. uh, and it's a great comedy movie and i mean in a lot of ways it's the typical underdog kid sports team movie yeah but like little giants type of thing yeah but it's a heck of a lot of fun and i won't say what happens in the end sure i'm gonna watch it uh, yeah you fun. definitely gotta watch this it was i i had tons of fun watching this it was actually really funny uh the kids were hilarious kevin james is really funny rob schneider just knocks it out of the park uh and and they kept it clean i mean i with, with happy madison and adam sandler you know sometimes they go a little too far yeah, little even bit. that uh QB Halloween goes a little too far at yeah. some points for being more family focused, but this is very family friendly. The only complaint I have to make, and I can warn you now, when you see Rob Schneider break out his his super bars or power bars that he made himself, oh, 
you might want to skip forward. All the, I mean, I see where they're trying to make this funny, but it's disgusting. But you have all the players getting sick and then yes. throwing up yes, all over the yes, place. Yeah. And they make it as a funny scene, quote unquote, funny scene where they're throwing up is what enables them to score a touchdown and win the game. Uh, but it's disgusting. I don't like throwing up is not funny to me. Uh, so you could probably skip that scene. But overall, I mean, it has a lot of fun and it's got a lot of heart with him trying to actually reconnect with a son that he's lost in touch with because he's been a very busy NFL football coach. And now this I do, doesn't seem to have any basis in fact, but at least in the movie here, they have him where he's kind of gotten distance from his son and it kind of missed his son growing up up to this point. Uh, you know, but uh, it doesn't. It doesn't seem that that was the, any truth at all. It's wild fantasy and comedy fun yeah. at that point, with just a little bit of truth of there of, of the incident actually happened where Sean Payton did get suspended, yeah. and yes, did coach a little league football team. Uh, but it was a great fun. I I was a completely unexpected thing. I didn't even know it was coming on Netflix, but I sat and watched it and I had fun. So I'm like, you know what? I got to review this and tell everybody to check it out. And if you want a good, if you like sports movies and you know underdog kids, and you think kids are funny anyway. Because uh, kids all have these great different personalities, uh, and they're they're just so the kids were great. Uh, I definitely recommend this. It was a lot of fun, and it's on Netflix. So if you're already paying for a subscription, it's not like it's going to cost you any more to watch this movie. Get the kids and just watch a football movie. You know, especially when your team's not going to go into the Super Bowl, you might as well watch this movie yeah. in, instead. Not going there. <laughs> yeah, not, not going there. In fact, you know what I did after the Chiefs lost that game? I pulled out my Super Bowl Fifty Four Blu-ray that had them winning. And I watched that Blu-ray, and I'm like, you know, I feel better. That's the season that they went and won the Super Bowl in 2019. So, yeah, I made myself feel a lot better. But now, uh, you know, I wish I had a sounder for when we get into, like, some main content. We want to take a little trip down to Fraggle Rock, 80s style. And I did find some information through the Muppet fandom. But uh, we already mentioned earlier, we both remember watching this on mm-hmm. HBO and then like on USA. And I think TNT, when it for that channel first started, they had the rights to Muppet Show and Fraggle Rock. Uh, but here's the description. Fraggle Rock is a children's television series that was created by Jim Henson, primarily featuring a cast of Muppet creatures called Fraggles. Now, the vision of Fraggle Rock articulated by Jim Henson was to depict a colorful and fun world, but also a world with a relatively complex system of symbiotic relationships between different races of creatures, an allegory to the human world, where each group was somewhat unaware of how interconnected and important they were to one another. This allegorical world allowed the program to entertain and amuse while seriously exploring complex issues of prejudice, spirituality, personal identity, environment, and social conflict. And I, I remember, just, you know, I, it's like every I think every week uh, when we'd have a season, every week there'd be a new episode. Usually it would pop up on like Saturdays. Uh, they'd pop up on HBO and you had the old Doc and Sprocket out there and uh, Uncle Traveling Matt, which Dave Goals is back voicing Uncle Traveling Matt again mm, in the yeah, new I series. And the original voice of Red is back. And you had, I mean, just great colorful characters. I mean, you know, Wembley was kind of your comic relief, and I loved his yes. rolling eyes. And, uh, and Gobo is Gobo. sort of like your almost level-headed adventurer. Red, the athletic one who's always doing crazy stunts, and then uh, very Moki, energetic. Was, she was always very energetic. And then Moki was your kind of almost spiritual one, but you also had uh, Jim Henson also uh, played a role of uh, this. Um, what was he called? He was like this guru kind of character that uh, Jim yes. Henson just loved the character apparently. And, but they'd have like weird and different adventures, and you had the Gorgs outside. There were these weird giants that would uh, had a radish garden. 
Yeah, and one of them in particular, the one that we saw the most, not the mom of the dad, but the other one. Junior. Junior. Junior Gorg. Um, he always reminded me a lot of an actor who I've seen on a lot of different shows. He, uh, and I thought he was, I always thought, oh, that had to be the actor. Of course it wasn't. But he reminded me an awful lot of them. I can't, I don't know the actor's name, but he showed up on so many shows. I mean, he, he showed up on WKRP. He was, he was a heavyset guy at the time. He was, you know, he had kind of a dark curlyish hair. He's later on become kind of gray. He showed up on, uh, full house later on. He showed up on so many shows. I mean, he was when I show you. Oh, he was on Cheers. Mm. Uh, he was on Cheers one time. And it wasn't George Went? No, he <laughs> he actually wrestled George Went for uh, Norm's wife at one time. <laughs> oh gosh! And, and they wrestled so long and fought each other for it. It was great. Oh, but anyway, it was he was a good actor. He was on so many shows. But he I. He reminded me so much of that character, Junior, mm. uh, just because the way they, you know, are built and everything. But yeah, I don't just, know, remember. just a big guy. Speaking of kind of big guys from the 80s, though, uh, I almost forgot to mention Louis Anderson passed away this week as well. Yes. Love so, Louis Anderson. Yeah. Uh, he'll always mean a lot to me personally. Yeah, he was a very funny guy. I loved his cartoon. Yeah. Life My, of Louis. He was great. Yep. Hey, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> he was a very funny guy. He did the voice of his dad. I loved his dad on that show. Yep. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but Fraggle Rock premiered January 10th, 1983, and the finale was March 30th, 1987. Ran for five seasons, 96 episodes. And uh, I, I, heck, I remember there was a few episodes that, that focused on the Doozers. Oh, yes. I love the Doozers. Yeah. And because the Doozers, it turned out, would get radishes also, somehow or another, and make construction out of the radishes. For the, the, fra- the Fraggles would eat it, and then the, the, the Doozers didn't mind it, because that just meant they got to build more. They made those little clear, yeah. crystal-y things. Yeah, clear and, crystals. And they like, were the small the ones, ones, and uh, the Fraggles would uh, sometimes eat that stuff that they made, yep. but they affected the Fraggles. The Fraggles affected the big people. I don't yep. remember their names. And it's like everyone... They're aff- all connected in the Yeah, they're all connected in the circle of And really, in reality, uh, Jim Henson, what he had said was, I want to make a show about world peace. That's really what hmm. he wanted to make it about. And of course... The all-knowing trash heap. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I used to love the trash heap. <laughs> what a great puppet, though. Oh, like, really cool puppet. Yeah, they, they did an outstanding job. Yeah. So it was a little hippie-ish, if you want to call it that. You yeah. know, I mean, you got to understand they were hippies, uh, the ones <laughs> yeah. put together. They're from that generation, yeah. what I'm trying to tell yeah. you. And uh, But they were great. I love them. I love yeah. Jim Henson. I love, I love Frank Oz. You know, mm-hmm. I love these guys. And all the others, too. But I don't know all their names as much as I do those. Right. <laughs> yeah. And even launched off an animated series that only yes. lasted for one season, which I have I'll, talked to the voice of Gobo, because it turned yes. out that, that was uh, Townsend Coleman, who was later Michelangelo. Do you remember? Oh, really? Yeah. Do you remember that? I'm just asking. This is from when the cartoon came out. Do you remember the Happy Meal toys? Vaguely, you on one side it would be these little. Um, it would be these little automobiles that look like um, vegetables and things. Yeah, and on one side you'd have Gobo or whoever, yeah. and then you would switch over and be another character. Yeah, I kind of remember. Yeah, that. those yeah. are fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, and it, it also took us one person's daughter who didn't like the Fraggle Rock cartoon that got it canceled. Apparently. No. The rest of us, we were liking it. I, was, I thought this is this is cool. This is I like you know. It. I love the. This is still one of my favorite things. To watch it every year. I love the Muppets Family Christmas, yeah, in which the, the Fraggles, the Fraggles 
the Muppets, Sesame Street, it was the whole all Jim Henson family. Yeah. It was one of my all time. You even had a moment, just a moment where you even, even though it was a live action thing, you even got the Muppet Babies. Yes. It, that was, it was because, right. you know, Muppet Babies had a, a TV show, the cartoon. Right. It was all of it. All again. And that was the first time you actually got to see the puppet of, of, a uh, of, um, animal. Because Animal mm, yeah. uh, was not in the cartoon like that. Oh, it, but he was in the cartoon, but he no, wasn't no, no, in the, no, 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 no. Wasn't in the Muppets Take My Hat. Like yeah, what I mean, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yeah. So that's the first time I got to see him such a, such a way. It's like, oh, Animal, yeah. So we got to see the whole ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, getting a special appearance by the Fraggles. Yes. In there with that, when Robin spots the Fraggle hole and says, "Uncle Kermit," he said, "If we ever found a Fraggle hole, we could go in and, and meet the Fraggles." Yeah, because we had the well, I don't remember his name now. The the guy who was uh, on Fraggle Rock. The the one who, um, you know, had the hole in his wall, as you were talking Doc. about. Doc. excuse yeah. me. Doc and, and the Doc. Was making it he, up the he was sitting there renting the house. Yes. So it was supposed <laughs> to be uh, Fonzie's, uh, uh, Fozzie's, Fozzie's mother's grandmother. Yeah. Or his mother. Yeah. And yeah. that was so great because... Uh, so he was there the whole time. He was a great actor. Oh, it's a, cr- a quiet Christmas. He was a good actor. He was on a lot of things. I don't even saw him, I think, that I remember on Fraggle Rock. Uh, he, you know that I've told you before that he was uh, about that movie called Trapped in Paradise. He was on that. He was on a few other things, too. Uh, but, yeah, he's done a lot of neat things. Yep, I, I bet that actor has passed away. I wonder if I can find I anything imagine, if I can on this website a little I bit. I imagine by now. Yeah, I mean, he was already an older guy. Uh, yeah, and that was like 1980s. I imagine so. Yeah. See, well, let's see a little bit what it says. Fraggle Rock generally refused to oversimplify any individual issue. Instead, simply illustrating the consequences and inherent difficulties of different actions and relationships. Though the Fraggles do learn important lessons, they rarely are aware that they are learning them. The ideals of friendship, being true to yourself and learning to love those who are incredibly different, were the cornerstone of Jim Henson's work throughout his career, and he considered Fraggle Rock to be one of the purest and most successful expressions of that vision. And I think that's a pretty good sum up of a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. There's some really great artwork. And of course, Boober, which Boober. Uh, uh, Heather didn't quite remember Boober and his obsession with laundry. I like Boober. Yeah, Boober was always fun. He's he, always very pessimistic. He was but very he was pessimistic, fun. but I liked him because he reminded me. This sounds like a horrible thing to say, but he, for some reason, reminded me of Ringo Starr. Not that Ringo Starr was very pessimistic, but just the way he was kind of looking, the nose and all. But I yeah. liked him. And, um, but I, I just, I got a big kick out of him. And I kind of always felt sorry for him because I always felt bad that he felt so bad. I always wanted to hug him as a kid. I remember I was a kid. I was like six the first time I saw it. Well, it's not mentioning the actor's name who played Doc, but that's okay. But uh, I do love, you know, there was always a segment with, uh, and this is what always was, as a kid, you don't question it. But as I get older, I'm like, wait a minute, because the Fraggles, you would get the idea they were maybe about a foot tall. Sure. But then Uncle Traveling Matt... Would come up to about mid height on a human sure. because you know, so so he was a little bigger. But Uncle Traveling Matt was exploring outer space with the silly creatures. Which is it was cute. It was actually him going out amongst the humans and having adventures. And they got a great photo of him on a roller coaster with a quote unquote silly creature with a human. Uh, just I, I loved having that weird alternate perspective. Yes. And somehow or another, sometimes it was usually tied in to whatever lesson the Fraggles were not learning. <laughs> I remember him eating a french fry no. and stuff like that, you know, going out there and seeing a sucker and all these things. Because to, to a child, you know, we're in outer space type of thing. You know, yeah. that's that's it. We are outer space to them. Yeah, yeah. to them, we are outer space because we're out of the caves, out of the underground. Uh, such a great, great thing. 
the perspective is great, you know. Now, here's something interesting. I just I was just looking at this. In the UK version of Fraggle Rock, the entrance to outer space leads to a lighthouse manned by a lighthouse keeper known as the Captain, who shares many of the same characteristics as Doc, only he's a little more harsh on Sprocket. And after the actor's death, the Captain's nephew, PK, took over the lighthouse uh, until uh, the final season. Well, I, I, it's kind of got a thing in my way. Until the new owner BJ moved into the fourth and final season in the UK, so that's interesting. You know, I and saw I bet, that. On you know, a... here we go. French version. The entrance to outer space leads to a former bakery, new home of Doc, reconceptualized as a chef, and his dog Croc- uh, Croquette. I guess not. Not only potato dish, but also Sprocket's French alter ego. The only reason why I know any of that is not because I looked up any of that. There was a special that I saw on that uh, channel we were talking about. The um, HBO. A, no. Um, Oh, was oh, the Apple? Apple. They had a little special, and they spoke about the history of Fraggle Rock, and it spoke a Is little. Is it still on there? It might be, but it, it spoke it. about some of those things and the different things they did in other countries. It was pretty neat. That's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, because I, I think I remember seeing some some stuff about that at one point, yeah. where they had to you know adapt the show into different languages sure. and they, into different styles. They didn't understand it. Yeah, shows. They, they just didn't understand it. It they, made no you know, sense get a to them. Human, because yeah. it's real easy to take the the stuff you filmed with the Fraggles sure. and just dub new voices. Well, on. kind of the whole Mor- uh, Morphin Power Ranger situation. Yeah, you, you can know. put whatever voices when you know because you just got a mouth and just up and down, nom, 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 yeah. nom. but the human to make it go properly. You just do the get same with cartoons. I mean, it's really not that difficult. Yeah. Well, it can be with some anime because you're trying to find yeah. dialogue that tells the same thing but matches the mouth a little bit. So well, they do well, have some Just like with, with us, but, I mean, we have anime or whatever you want to call it, yeah. and they their mouth is just like kind of ah, open wide, and so it doesn't fit. But we know, we know it's no no big deal. But this was put together, Fraggle Rock is co-production between British television company known as Television South, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and U.S. paid television service, home box office, and of course, Henson Associates. Oh, yeah. And like like we mentioned, 96 episodes, and uh, did we say five seasons? Ran it on HBO, and I I, you, I think it is still out where on DVD. I have found on Apple Plus, they do have the original series. Yes. And uh, I fell asleep trying to watching some of that, but the, it still has all the charm. Of course, a lot of it is that nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think kids would still be able to watch and relate it to the old one. And I think kids are going to like this new series. Like I said before, I've only watched one episode, but I think kids are really good. They're going to like it. I don't remember if it was Hulu or what, but a few years back or a couple years ago, whatever it was, I watched some of the cartoon on, on somewhere. I don't remember where it was. I watched it. Maybe it's on I, YouTube somewhere. It, 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 it may be. I just remember somewhere. I, was some, I have so many stations. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I watched it somewhere. I watched a couple episodes of the cartoon. And, you know, that brought back a lot of memories. Yeah. It really did. The cartoon did a good job of being like the show, just its own style, you know, yeah. to a point. <laughs> and you can actually see their feet. <laughs> oh, yes. And even the beginning is a lot like the original. It really is. The, yeah. the original show. It's just a smidge yeah. different. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be have to look up on YouTube, see if they have, if I can find the cartoons. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. But anyways, I figure we probably better wrap sure. this up. So, we, you know, once again, of course, we want to thank. Well, what, before we finish it up, seeing how we're speaking about Muppet type things, do you remember the cartoon that did not make it well of Muppets? The, the Muppets, uh, Muppet Babies was doing so well. Oh, they tried to do a follow up to the Muppet Babies. Yeah. It was a Muppet. Uh, it was terrible. Muppet Monsters, little yeah. Muppet Monsters. And yeah. the, the, you'd have the only good part, parts that I liked, you had these interesting little, uh, you had these interesting little adventures of Fozzie Bear, adult 
Fozzieberry yeah, an and Kermit. adult Kermit, and they'd be dressed, you know, like detectives and all. Oh well, yeah. Now that part was cool, and I enjoyed that because it because it was it, you know it was Jim Henson and it was uh, Frank Oz, and so it was the original voices, and you could see him in these animated adventures. It's just unfortunate that the Muppet Monster part, which was puppets, it irked people off or something, and it just did not go well. It didn't yeah. last very long at all. Yeah, I don't know if they completed their first season of it. I don't think it did. I, I think it, it went maybe six months, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it didn't turn out very well. Sorry but anyways, but we got to yeah. wrap this up here. Oh, by the way, make sure you visit NeverlandPodcast.com. Go to find my podcast reviews right there in the middle of the page. Just click on the text there. Uh, I get a little kickback if you subscribe in there. If you happen to have a podcast and you need to know your reviews from around the world, they'll email it to you. It's a great service. You can just pay a yearly fee, and it's not much. It is, it is a great little service. Uh, and, uh, of course, we would like to thank not only them for being kind of a sponsor here, but also... Uh, let me pull out my list here because it makes it a lot easier when I go through all these names of all the people but Karen Kennedy Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite and of course Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show we want to thank them for their help in our introduction and of course we want to thank you and remind you to go to patreon.com you can find a link to our specific Patreon page. You can help support the show, help keep this thing going. Find us, of course, on Twitter, Neverland at Neverland PCast. And, of course, Facebook is where the action's at. We have our fan page where you can like us and our group that you can join and hop into the conversation. When I find something fun, I love to share it there. So come and join us. And, of course, hey, you know, I got a Discord server. I really need to do more stuff with it. To tell you the truth, my Discord server, I kind of feel like I neglect it. I keep wanting to get it going, and I just never do. But I want to, of course, remind you, get lost in an adventure! Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.